It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to a fine time for healing. We are now in the month of September, and it's already moving very, very quickly. Fall will be here soon, so we're trying to hold on to <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> most of the country is trying to hold on to a little bit of warm weather before everything begins to shift. I'm down in Florida, where it is mostly always warm. We, um, we have a couple of days in the winter that maybe go down to maybe 50, <laughs> and we freeze when it does, but <clears throat> anyway... What if you could shift the course of your life by clearing karmic blocks and soul contracts? Today's special guest, Lisa Barnett, a Kashuk teacher, soul guide, energy healer, and author, is here to share an important tool with you to assist you with life choices and heal your deep wounds, fears, and trauma. The empowerment tool is called Akashic Records. This Infinite record holds information about your soul purpose, contracts, karma, and vows that you came into the world with. Lisa helps others find the answers and healing they need to finally move forward with certainty, whether they are struggling with their personal relationships, money blocks, and financial issues, or their business or career path. Healing technique called pain body release helps her clients let go of their accumulated emotional pain from both their current and past lives. This ancient wisdom is here to help humanity create steps to the life their heart and soul desires. Lisa is an internationally recognized author, teacher, and healer with more than 20 years of experience in the Spiritual Healing Forum and is an authority on connecting people to the ancient wisdom of the Akashic Records. She founded the Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, where thousands of students from, from around the world have learned to access their own soul's intelligence to live more fulfilled life. Her workshops and speaking engagements have touched innumerable lives, and her articles can be seen in publications like Science to, to Sage, Conscious Life Journal, Soul and Spirit, um, um, Open Times Magazine and Elevated Existence Magazine. So you're in for a real treat today, and um, let me introduce you. Good morning, Lisa, and welcome to the show. Hi, Randy. Thank you for having me on. I'm always thrilled to be able to share this this ancient and very profound wisdom with people. So thank you for letting me share that with your listeners. Oh, you are so welcome. We we really enjoy it. <clears throat> So what, let's start off with explaining what the Akashic Records are for those who do not know. Oh, of course. So the Akashic Record is the recording of your soul's journey throughout all time, space, continuum. So if you can imagine that at you know, some point our souls individuate from source at one point, we're just all pure source. There is no me or you. And then at some point, we 
somehow, <laughs> can't quite wrap my brain around the how part, but at some point we decide to individuate. We, we become an individuated soul. We are, of course, always part of source energy, but we individuate and, and go on a journey. And so that journey in we live hundreds of lives here on earth, we live in other planes and dimensions, different types of lives and, and um, you know, worlds or realities, and all of that, everything you ever do or experience is recorded in your own personal Akashic library. And I love to look at it like a library because, you know, of course, we like visuals. It makes it easier for us to understand, you know, kind of wrap our mind around it. And so if you imagine that you have your own library and every single book is a book of a lifetime you've had here on Earth or in, other, in another world or dimension. And the lovely thing is you also have your own personal set of librarians who I often refer to as the Akashic Record Keepers or sometimes the Beings of Light or the Akashic Masters. There's more than one. There's a whole group that you have. Each person has their own personal group of Akashic Record Guides or Librarians. And the other really interesting aspect of that, I know a lot of people um, have healing guides or angels that guide them, or sometimes it's family members who have crossed over who speak to us and guide us. The Akashic Record Keepers are none of them. They are pure source energy. They've never been human. They actually haven't been on this type of life journey themselves. So they're pure consciousness, no judgment, um, source love and energy and light and here to really help us and support us on our journey. That sounds so amazing. And I think most of us have heard of our soul guides and spirit guides and angels and, you know, and source and the universe. But I don't know that many of us have heard about that we have our own Akashic record, record keepers which is very interesting. So so they're they've never incarnated just like angels have not incarnated, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and it's so helpful because I think what I what I notice often I I do akashic reading um readings and you know one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients and and sometimes you know someone will uh get on a call and they'll be nervous they're afraid that they're they've been a, a some terrible person in a past life they're afraid of you know judgment or um retribution and i always say you know really source you know divinity our record keepers these beautiful beings of light there is none of that in those realms. There is, you know, not an angry God. There is not judgment. There is pure love and support for us. And so being able to connect to your Akashic Record Keepers and receive divine guidance and support every day is really a phenomenal gift. And, you know, to me, one of the greatest empowerment tools on the planet. So are, are our guides um, interpreting what is there in our records? Because if it's basically telling a story, then how does it guide us? 
if it's told our story, how do we how are we guided by it? Right. Oh, that's a great question. So, um, it's you know it's not just like reading um, a novel, and so when I teach people to access their own Akashic records, what I teach them is a five-step wisdom prayer system that the Akashic record keepers have given me to help people to access this information. But these beings of light are not just Tory tellers. They literally will answer our questions for us. And they will help us to make a better choice or maybe a higher vibrational choice. They will help us if we ask them. See, they can't butt in without um, our consent or our asking uh, of them. But when we start to ask some questions and say, is it in my highest and best interest to, say, take this job or that job? You know, um, do I have karma with either of these people I'm going to work with? Is there information I can know or understand that will be helpful for me? Or um, is there a lesson to learn so I can, you know, be conscious of that? So we often, well, we always, honestly, come to the planet to learn and grow as a soul in some way. And often we use um, challenges to give us that opportunity. And so in the world, we've, we've um, often referred to that as karma, right? So people think, um, I'm having this challenge, maybe it's karma, maybe it's like a punishment or retribution for something that I did bad in another life or earlier in my life. But what the record keepers say is, is that, we actually choose to have many of these challenges so that we can grow as a soul, so we can learn about it, we can understand, we can um, work on forgiveness and compassion and love so that we literally grow as a infinite soul. And so it's much more than just kind of... Um, a story about a past life, but they can tell us about how we've had an ongoing pattern in many different lifetimes and maybe what we're trying to learn, what we can look at, what we can work on understanding. So they literally will give us guidance and they will help us to heal. So we can ask some questions about how can I clear this? Is this, um, say, a past life vow? Many people who struggle with money and, and abundance have past life vows where they were uh, on a very spiritual path. Maybe they were a nun or a monk or a priest, and they took vows of poverty, which are often vows that we take um, when we join some sort of uh, monastery or convent or, or, you know, as a priest or a nun um, when, we, when we join that church or that religion. And so we may take a vow of poverty and a vow of um, obedience and a, even a vow of chastity in some religions. So those vows can uh, keep us stuck in some ways because they're from another lifetime. Right now I'm not being a nun. I may have taken a vow of poverty, but now I'm working, right? So there, I no longer need to say I'm not going to take any money for my my God-given gifts or, you know, um, I'm not going to live a, a 
chaste life or or a, a, a life of obedience, right? We're sovereign souls having this experience. And so it can be very, very helpful to go into your Akashic Records and actually understand some of the karmic patterns you're working on, clear some of the old vows that you've made, even clear old soul contracts that are from another lifetime that may uh, be keeping you stuck in this life. Hmm. And so soul contracts are just um, contracts we make with other um, others in our, other souls in our soul groups to help us learn lessons, right, that when we incarnate. Well, yes, that is one, um, one aspect, but we also write soul contracts to support each other. So okay. some have kind of this karmic pattern attached to it. That's like, I want to learn a lesson. You're going to be the person who's going to help me understand that or have that experience or learn that lesson. Those are kind of soul contracts that that really are about growth and, and okay. uh, understanding. And, of course, we have contracts where we say, I'm here to support you. Remember, we've been part of this. You know, we've always been part of the same soul family. Um, and, you know, let's support each other. Maybe let's get married. Maybe we'll have a family. And so a lot of times I find that um, that uh, long marriages or um, close family relationships often come from that sort of support contract. Hmm. Interesting. And that may be why um, in some cases we have so many synchronicities or so many things that, you know, um, strange circumstances that bring us together that we can, un- you know, just say, undoubtedly something's up with this <laughs> because, <laughs> right? you know what I'm saying? Yes, um, absolutely. In your book, um, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, you have a prayer that you use to help bring the highest vibrational energy to the group. And I thought maybe we could do that before we really dive into this. Mm. So um, maybe everybody can close their eyes and you can help us with this. Absolutely. I would love to. So if you're in a uh, place or, or that you can close your eyes, that you can sit back if you're not out driving around or something, you know, yeah, let's try and um, just relax back and drop down into our heart. And we invite our bodies to relax as we allow ourselves to just drop into this beautiful Akashic field of energy. And we'll just notice what we notice. Sometimes we feel energy or sensations. It may feel sparkly or warm or swirly or tingly. I often see it as a silvery blue column of light. So whatever you notice, it's just perfect. Taking a nice deep breath, allowing yourself to drop deeper into your heart center. We ask our heart to open and relax a little bit further. Taking another breath, inviting our heart to expand just a little more as it opens and fills our whole chest 
just and even expanding out a little bit outside of our bodies. Our hearts are so flexible and can be so beautifully open. So feeling the energy and the warmth and the love, we ask our souls, our spirits, to come fully present in our physical bodies. And we ask the divine lords of unconditional love to help us center fully in this moment as we create this sacred space. Please wrap us in your love and protection and allow us to travel to the highest realms of the Akasha available to us today. Please help us relay our multidimensional hearts open to divine love and release all resistance. Lords of the Akashic Record, Please guide us to the deepest truth we can access now. Support us in healing and releasing that which no longer serves on our true path. We give great thanks for your divine love and support on this journey today. And so just let yourself breathe just easily and calmly as you feel your heart open and see or notice the energy surrounding you. So this is really a shift into the Akashic field, and this is what I teach my students in accessing the Akashic energy. And we can even take a few moments, and just as we move into this, beautiful vibration of unconditional love. Allow yourself to notice what that feels like for you. And you can ask your personal Akashic Record Keepers if they have a message for you today or if there is any energetic clearing of old vows or old patterns that they can help you release right now as we sit in this beautiful Akashic field. So we'll just let ourselves notice what we notice. Listening for any messages. It often just comes right through our mind in our own voice. But if you have a piece of paper, you might jot it down. Staying in your heart center. We ask our beautiful Akashic beings of light to help us uplift, release, clear anything that no longer serves on our true path. Mm. And so it is. Mm. So it is. Wow. That's powerful. And that's the way, that's basically the way in. That's how you start with um, yeah. trying to access your own Akashic Records. So yeah. you know, what, you, what you were saying is the messages come through for most people, um, in you say in our own voice, but I guess it's in the form of a thought. How do yes. we how do we determine how do we um, 
determine what a thought is and what a um, a download or a message from spirit is. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to tell the difference? Well, you know, I find that for most of us, it's experience. And so in my book, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, I give you a five-step wisdom prayer system. So this creating this column of light and energetic is part of the five-step system. And what I teach you also is to ask a specific question and then having paper and pen, write out what you're receiving. So it may be a thought. You might literally hear it in your mind like a thought coming through. It might be just kind of a sense or even a knowingness that has words or information attached enough that we could write it down. This is what I'm feeling. Often a download comes through in that sort of way. It's like, oh, I just kind of know this information. So as I write it out, it becomes more um, uh, solid, right? It becomes more of a thought as I start to write. But when we can stay out of the linear thinking, out of is this a thought, is this a download, is this from my guides, is this from me, when we can turn off our analytical mind and allow ourselves to ask some questions and literally just go into an open receptive mode of writing, what we start to notice is when we go back and read what we wrote, we often say, oh, I don't talk that way. That doesn't sound like me, or I've never thought that before. That's not the type of thing that I think about, right? So we start to notice the difference between a message or a download and the way our more linear, egoic mind thinks. So sometimes, and maybe this happens all the time, but sometimes when I have a download thought, it comes and it goes very quickly. So if I don't have something to write it down on or I don't stay focused on that thought, it goes because mm. it's not really part of my thinking. So, right. it's yeah, is this, is this common? Yes, yeah, I would say it's very common. And so, um, again, this is why the Akashic Record Keepers, when they asked me to help them bring this information back to humanity, this isn't something I actually even asked for or certainly not something I dreamed up this this whole book is a download they said please help us bring this back to humanity it is your birthright to have access to your soul's wisdom and guidance and they even said we will give you this five-step wisdom prayer system to make it easy for people And so they've given me exercises and meditations and all sorts of different tools to to learn, you know, to, to facilitate people doing this. And one of the ways we do it is by saying a um, access prayer, which I teach in the book, and then. asking a question, which are also in the book. So they've given me many exercises to help people work through this step by step. You don't have to make it up. You could just read the book and do it like a like an exercise book. 
And then you've got your pen and your paper. You've opened your records. You've come into this beautiful column of, of energetic light and connection to the Akashic. And we ask the question, and then we just let ourselves write whatever it is that comes to us. So, again, not thinking about it, not judging, not wondering, is this me or is it you, right? We just, and again, sometimes the download comes almost as a feeling or a knowingness. Claire cognizance is one of the, um, you know, senses, which is clear knowingness. And that means we just kind of know it. And often that's how a download comes through. It's just a knowing. And if we don't write it down, we do forget it because it's, it isn't ours, right? It was a download. So having, you know, pen and paper around, keep, often people um, who study with me like to keep a little notebook in their car, in their, in their, you know, purse, on their desk, wherever, you know, you might be in your backpack, you know, so that you can, um, if, if a download comes, if that claircognizance, that knowingness gets, you know, activated, we can just jot that down. You know, it's fun for me. That happens when I'm in the shower. <laughs> and <laughs> so, you know, I write a lot and I'll be sitting here writing and then I'll be like, I just don't even know what else to write. I get up, I get in the shower and it starts flooding my brain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to remember this. I got to remember this. Or and if I have a pen there, I'm writing on wet paper. I mean, it's just hilarious. So I always know when I don't know what to think or write, I just get in the shower. <laughs> and that's where they talk to me. That's where they talk to me. It's really, yeah. um, really unusual. Um, so you, you um, started a, created a unique healing technique called the pain body release. What is that? Well, you know, what I started to notice when, um, when I was working with clients is that Many people, it's not, um, it's not a, a, not everybody has it. It's not a natural um, energy body, right? So we have, say, four energy bodies, right? We have our physical, we have an emotional body, we have um, a mental body, we have a spiritual body. And some people have kind of this extra body, which is like a pain body. So if you can imagine, we have a very complex energetic system. Of course, we have our seven chakras, you know, and then we have seven layers of our auric field that um, connect to the seven chakras. And we also have these other energy bodies. So um, a pain body is really just a, a person who has experienced so much emotional pain, physical pain, um, sometimes spiritual pain, different types of pain in this life, and often it's also connected to other lifetimes. So you can actually bring like emotional pain from another lifetime into this life with you because you actually want to learn um, you want to learn something, right? You want to to come to a, a conscious awareness. We want to actually heal that trauma those the emotional um, pain that is connected to trauma often and we want to heal it we want to learn from it and often we also want to be able to use that learning and share it with other people so 
the way we work often as these infinite souls is we want to um, to have experiences, learn and grow, and go out into the world and teach what we've learned to other people. And it might be to your child or to your spouse or to your best friend, or you may go out there and write a book or or teach it to a community, or or like you, you know, have a, a podcast or a radio show, and 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 teach your wisdom in a broader sort of way. So that pain body often is what um, really blocks somebody from moving forward, from creating a happy life, from creating. Um, uh, say happy and loving relationships because there's so much energetic pain in your energy field, and we don't even know why we have so much pain or or how many we have so many challenges. And because we're very magnetic beings, we draw to us kind of what we are. So if we are love, we draw more love. If we are anger, we're going to draw more anger. We're going to draw angry people to us. If we are, you know, abundant and in the flow of abundance and, and love and just, you know, universal energy, that's what we draw. But if we have a lot of pain, often that's exactly what we're drawing more of into our life. It's so true. You know, we always say, you know, um, you know, your energy is bad or something like that right. because, right, you know, um, but we do we do need to really be cognizant of the energy that we're putting out there because it does really I agree it really does reflect um, the return or you know how our life is affected by it. Um, you you know you say in this book um, you have a prayer to fill up the highest akashic energy and then you talk about prayer lineages. What are prayer lineages? Mm. So. Um, in the book, when I refer to a prayer, uh, a prayer lineage, um, what the record keeper said to me all these years ago is, um, they said, you're very galactic, which means I have traveled through the worlds and the universes, the galaxies, and they said, we will give you more um, galactic sort of of access prayers so the the prayer their access prayers and so the way they come through is one is uh, very connected to the Pleiades so many people um, have some relationship have lived in have been part of the worlds that we call the Pleiades the seven sisters some people, you know, as we start to um, become more conscious of star seeds, more people are realizing that we're really all star seeds. Nobody ever just starts on Earth. We all have lived in other worlds and dimensions. We are infinite and ancient souls. And so um, one of the prayers is connected to Sirius, the dog star. And so um, this is also very connected to the ancient um, Egyptian gods and goddesses and also the whales and um, dolphins are also very connected to the energy of the dog star Sirius. So these prayers resonate with Sirius, with the Pleiades, with Arcturus, with the angelic realms. And so 
you also, um, not only are you learning to access your own personal Akashic Records, but you're also actually learning a little bit more about who you have been in other lifetimes or dimensions or realms. So that's how that's your soul's lineage, what you've been through many other lifetimes. You know, it's it's very interesting. Um, as of late, maybe in the last six months, I've been hearing so much about star seeds and uh, and our lineage to other galaxies and things like that. There, it's coming out a lot from different sources. Um, so. And I like that because it brings awareness to people. Do you know why that's happening? Why it's just all of a sudden this knowledge is is coming out? Yes, yeah. So kind of the bigger picture is, and and this is um, what the Akashic Record Keepers, you know, started to tell me, you know, 20 years ago, was they were saying um, the time is finally now again to bring this ancient wisdom back to humanity. Because for a very long time, um, we were in a, a very low vibrational energy. Of course, we the dark ages, right, which was exactly what it sounds like. The, the energy was very low vibrational. That was back about 1000 A.D. and lasted for probably 500 years. And... Um, and we've been slowly moving out of it, but we've been moving into a new planetary alignment. And I am not an astrological um, astrology expert or anything else, but we've been for a very long time. Well, we've started to move into this new age, which is the age of Aquarius, if you're uh, anywhere near <laughs> as old as me. You remember the... Um, Yes, uh, hair. hair the, <laughs> hair, yeah. Right, the dawning the of the age of Aquarius. I think that was yes. the 60s still. But yes. that literally was the truth. The dawning of the age of Aquarius, We have, uh, of course, these are 26,000-year yugas. These are cycles that last for 26,000 years. And we have just moved out of an old cycle into this new um, cycle uh, age of Aquarius. And this will happen, of course, if it's 26,000 years, right? This will happen for a very, 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 very <laughs> long time. But what's happened in the last, um, you know, 50 years since the 60s, we have been moving, and it's taken this long, to move into a high enough alignment with the galactic center, which we were not aligned with for a very, very long time, and to actually start to receive more energy, just a higher form of light on the planet. And so this is raising the consciousness and the Earth herself, right, our planet, Mother Earth, is actually a sentient being, a conscious being, and is also awakening. So as her vibration raises, because she's in higher alignment to the galactic center, ours as people will have to raise. So we are waking up. People are really waking up in a way that we have not been able to do for, you know, whatever the last... 20,000 years, you know, and we're we're eventually moving into a new golden age. Now, how long that will take, I can't say, because 
a lot of it has to do with how quickly we move from the old paradigms of war and greed into peace and love and eventually into greater consciousness and awareness and awakening. But that is the cycle we're in, and that is... You know, what I've certainly noticed with the Akashic Records, when I started talking about Akashic Records 20 or when I first even learned about them 30 years ago, um, nobody talked about the Akashic Records. Nobody even knew what they were. And the interesting thing was when I was taught about them 30-plus years ago, my teacher said, you can go up to the gate of the Akashic Records and ask your record keepers for healing energy, but you're not allowed in. <laughs> and so I, when the record keepers started to talk to me for almost five years, I would hear this voice and get this huge amount of information but I had no idea or and certainly had no concept that it could possibly be the Akashic Record Keeper speaking to me because my teacher had taught me you don't get to go in. But that was, again, pre-Age of Aquarius. When they finally got my attention and I realized who I was speaking to, they said, help us, help us bring this information back. They they told me, they said, you were originally one of us. You were originally a record keeper. So some of the record keepers do, like myself, go on a soul journey. Some stay in the records infinitely. And many, that's a part of their journey, the first step in their journey, their soul's journey. But then we go on and, you know, live the normal kind of journey in other places, planes, dimensions, and eventually coming to Earth. So it's way more complicated than I think we tend to um, be aware of. Well, I'm sure it is. Yeah. We can never conceive of all there is. Um, and even, you know, we know this, there's so much more to know. That you, um, so you said that you started hearing the Akashic teachers um, over 20 years ago. And I know that you had also had like a typical life, corporate job, making good money, married. Were you hearing the Akashic um, teachers at the time where you were doing this, or was this sort of a time where you stepped away from it? Well, you know, my life's been a little bit, um, uh, well, <laughs> complex, as I think almost everyone's life is, right? I, I actually knew when I was about three years old, I had the realization that I was an etheric soul trapped in a body. I could remember not being in a body. I could remember communicating with the two other souls that I always see in my image um, and memory of that without having to use a lot of words, right? We could just share the information energetically so somebody would just receive that, that picture, that knowing, that the feelings, right? We didn't have to use a lot of words when you're in the etheric field. So when I was very small, I was conscious. And so when I was um, 13, 14 years old, I actually started to uh, study spirituality because I was conscious. And um, I remember uh, back then it was the late 60s, and my father had uh, Baba Ram Das's book, Be Here Now. It had just come out in, in 1968. 
and I he had it on the coffee table, and I picked it up and started to read it, and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, because this was answering some of my memories of being more than just a body, just a person. So I, I literally started to study um, in high school. I, I studied, I read, I shared it with my friends. I, you know, have philosophical discussions. I I was kind of lucky to have friends who were, you know, two or four or six years older than me. So even when I was, you know, 15, I was talking to 18-year-olds or something, you know, um, having some philosophical discussions. And, and I went on and minored in philosophy in, in university. So it wasn't um, until my my uh, second soul sister uh, died in a car accident that um, that I decided I wasn't going to do whatever kind of spiritual thing I came to do, and I was going to go get a carpet job and just be a normal human being. So <laughs> I tried that for about 15 years. It didn't really work out for me. <laughs> so after 15 years, you sort of knew that you had to come back to – what you're really here to do, what you were well, brought yeah, here to do. Well, yeah, you know, and, and, and this is actually, it's good to know. I actually got really sick. I had chronic fatigue. I had food allergies and candida and, you know, exhaustion. And I just, I, could, I couldn't really function. I was in advertising. I had a pretty high-pressure kind of job in advertising, lots and lots of deadlines, working really hard, working really fast, Um. And it was kind of a crazy, you know, kind of a crazy world in those days. It was the, you know, the 80s and, and um, you know, here I am in San Francisco and in advertising and, you know, three martini lunches, et cetera, if you kind of remember back about those crazy days. Anyway, um, but I literally got really sick and um, – and ended up going to an acupuncturist, and she ended up sending me to a psychic. She's like, I don't know, your soul wants to tell you something. I, I don't know what it is. I can help you with the body. I don't know anything about your soul. And the psychic really said to me, you're a healer. And I realized, I was like, oh, my God, I knew that when I was a teenager, and I forgot. So, you know, as we do as humans, we forget and so um, when I was three, I realized I was trapped in a body, and then I forgot. If I was five, six, seven, eight, I didn't remember again until my, my first best friend died at 13, and I realized, oh, my gosh, that's right. Here we are having this crazy human experience. I don't even want to do it. Trapped in a body, and that's why I really started to study. So I, what I find for many of us, and I would, I would imagine that many of your listeners have had these kind of experiences, is our soul is trying to wake us up, and we might have an illness or even an accident. Maybe we break a foot, so we have to sit still for a while and, and, and do some meditation, or um, a book will show up, and it will be like the perfect spiritual book for us, Right. So um, our soul is always there trying to communicate with us. And so that was my, my wake-up call again in my 30s um, to, to kind of, you know, wake up and get back on it. And so, um, so I started to study. I started to study with that psychic who was a, an amazing healer and teacher, and I studied with her for about six years and became a very good um, uh, healer. Originally, and that's when the Akashic Record Keepers, she's the one who taught me, told me the Akashic Record Keepers were there, but you couldn't go in the records. So, um, 
you know, it's a process, and, and that's one of the things that uh, I think is helpful for people to know is that, you know, we go through stages and processes throughout our whole lifetime. So, um, you know, mine has definitely been up and down, and I've been, you know, been was blessed to, to be married and have little kids and uh, and be able to open my own healing center and go on and become a a well-known Akashic Record teacher, um, <laughs> you know, with the books. I've got the third book coming out hopefully this fall or early next year. And, um, yeah, I would also love to share because we're live, which is so exciting. I do a lot of, you know, a lot of podcasts that are um, pre-recorded, But I have an online workshop that actually is starting today, this afternoon. Ooh, wow. Oh, right? okay. Tell us about and it. I, yeah, so so the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records is the book that I wrote that is based on this um, live workshop that I teach. And in this workshop, it has got seven two-hour sessions, so we have 14 hours of me teaching you um, the access prayers, healing prayers, doing meditations, teaching you to turn off your analyzers so you can get out of your linear mind. That's what holds most of us back from um, accessing more intuitive information and accessing, you know, the Akashic Records or or our downloads and guidance. Um, So I teach this whole class online, and um, it is Tuesdays and Thursdays, two hours, each of the seven sessions, so it takes just a little less than four weeks of this uh, workshop. It starts today at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 9 p.m. in Europe or 8 in England. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, so locally it starts at noon here. I'm in California, and um, it would be 3 o'clock uh, there in, in on the East Coast. And so... Um, yeah, it's that's exciting. Where is what is your website? It is akashicknowing.com, which is A K A S H I C, akashic knowing K N O W I N G, dot com, akashicknowing.com. And if you go on my website in the right hand column, you'll see um, uh, it's called Course One Akashic Record Course One, starting today. And um, I would love to have some of your listeners join if people are are interested and excited about this very powerful, profound work. It sounds so exciting. Wow. Oh, um, you know, you were saying that, you know, you had chronic fatigue and all these things that made you sort of slow down and sit still and it appears that COVID is, has done this to the world. Do you agree? To make I make everybody stop. Yes. And maybe I'll... that's why so many people are waking up because they've had to sit with themselves and they're now waking up to the truth of who we are and what our capabilities are. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. You know, I mean, just imagine most of us, I think we're commuting an hour, two hours, three hours a day, right? If you were taking a train into downtown or driving into a city or whatever it was, and um, and now we have a little bit 
more quiet time. I know many people have taken up yoga, um, walking in nature. That's a perfect way to connect to the earth, to the energies that are raising, to actually have time and space to um, talk to our souls, receive our downloads. And so we really do have had a little bit more quiet time, alone time, um, and I know it's been hugely challenging, but again, when we realize, excuse me, when we realize that for most of us, we need to get kind of triggered in some way or other to change what we've been doing with our lives. So maybe we're feeling kind of lonely, and then we realize that if we do some meditation and we start to enjoy our quiet time, or if we are living in some place where you can go and sit at a beach and just meditate on the expanse of the ocean or just be in the in a little bit of um, peaceful expanse of solitude. It really lets us shift our energy. And, and if we can quiet our mind, stop a lot of the old mental chatter, right, learn to meditate, learn to access your Akashic Records, um, you know, with my five-step wisdom prayer system, all of these are great gifts in having guidance as you go forward in in the world. Is, is the Akashic Records um, the only way that we get guidance? Oh, no. You know, we definitely have... Um, we have angels, we have other kinds of guides, we have people, you know, our loved ones who have crossed over who often are here to help us and, and support us. They can become some of our angels. And so many of us, we also have, you know, of course, our own intuitive gifts. So we have kind of that gut knowingness, which is can be, you know, oh, I feel goosebumps or, or I'm following what my gut is telling me. Um, or your heart, that's where that clear cognizance, that clear knowingness, that's all there. So we have a, a, you know, a variety. We have our, our clear um, audience, that hearing sense. And, you know, so we really have these gifts hmm. all built in. Hmm. So, so, yeah, so, yes. so what's the difference with the information we get through the Akashic Records? from other, from, you know, inner knowing or right. um, from, from other worldly beings? or Right. So the way um, the Akashic Record Keepers explain it to me is that if you imagine, of course, we're in a body, we have an energy field, we have our gut knowing, our heart knowing, even our, our clairvoyance or, or clairaudience. We have a lot. We can connect to our higher self, which is, that higher soul aspect of ourselves, that's usually who we speak to um, as our first kind of step of guides or, or often psychics will speak kind of higher self to higher self for more information um, for their clients. But the Akashic Records is um, imagine going past the soul that's having this life experience into the vast library of all you have ever been and accessing that information. So we can actually ask the record keepers questions like, um, and, and ask about our soul's plan, because before you embodied, your soul wrote a plan. There are gifts and talents you wanted to bring back to this life. There are the soul contracts with a variety of people, 
all of this is information, your soul's plan, your soul contracts, your karmic patterns, your past life gifts and talents and wisdom is all stored in your Akashic records. And so when I, my experience when I was actually working as an intuitive healer, psychic, um, and trained as that for six years, when I started to access the Akashic Records, the information just was so much more vast and expansive than what I was getting from the higher self or, you know, kind of this body, soul aspect information. So it's just much more kind of uh, expansive and can really help us to understand why we came, what we came to do, the people we came to work with, the, the patterns we wanted to heal and release. So really transformational information in your Akashic Records that is really beneficial for you day, day to day. You can literally ask, how can I best be of service, you know, to my community or to my family today? Is there, you know, is it in my highest and best interest, as I was mentioning um, in the very beginning, you know, to say take this new job or or what, you know, what gifts and talents would be beneficial for me to to um, start to use or um, skills that would be great to hone so that maybe I can start a new business. Maybe I want to be an entrepreneur. And so, so much of that information is stored for you in your Akashic field. So, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It's so much more vast, so much more comprehensive of all we are, all we've ever been, all we are. So, so the Akashic read, um, readers, Akashic um, teachers, they are sort of accumulating. They look at all, all that we've been and all that we planned on being and sort of comprise that into more simplistic information for us to understand now. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. So, so one of the things that... Um, before we embody, we as a soul, we say, who do I want to be with? Who do I want to support? Who's, who wants to support me? And so we literally will talk to all these souls. Hey, who wants to maybe be a significant partner? Who might want to be one of my children? Um, we want to have a, I want to have support contracts. I want to support you and have you support me. And, um, you know, really kind of create these, positive relationships and and i also want to learn and grow as a soul so um who wants to be uh maybe a challenging person in my life where i get to learn about that pattern or that karmic pattern so we literally go and make this whole big plan and we say you know i've been a healer you know 12 different lifetimes on earth i would love to bring that back to humanity now because it's such an important time to bring that information back because we're in this uh, on this um, precipice of of change into the being able to create a new earth and so create a higher um, brighter world and and so we make these plans and of course a lot of that information or probably all of it is um, really stored of course in the akashic record so what I would say if we go when we go to the Akashic Record Keepers and we say, can you explain some of my soul plan? Um, 
it's kind of a huge project. It would be like, can you uh, download this book for me in a minute? Well, it's you know it's a life plan, right? Most of us have mm-hmm. plans that are you know covering fifty or a hundred years, right? So, um, so what I find is it works best when we do learn to do this work for ourselves. Of course, I do readings. I can answer people's questions. I can do energetic healings for them. But when we start to learn to do this for ourselves, that gives us the ability to ask every day, to go into our own records and say, okay, um, you know, I feel like it would be beneficial if I write a book, but I'm not sure what I want to write about. I don't know that I can really do that. I don't know that I have that gift. What can I know? What can you tell me? What could we clear or heal? Can you help me to write this book? And it becomes a process, and they will help you, and they will say, you've, you've written books in five other lifetimes, and we can reclaim those memories, that information, that energy, that wisdom. And we can, um, we can also um, you know, clear anything that's blocking you from that, any fear, any you know, challenging lives where maybe uh, you wrote a controversial book and you were run out of town or, you know, whatever <laughs> the story is, right? Because we have all of these situations in our life. And so, um, so yeah, so they can help us, you know, kind of day by day with these little baby steps, you know, kind of work through all of these different kinds of um, processes and, 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 and challenges and reclaim guidance and information and gifts and talents that we've had in other lifetimes because it's really here for us. So it's very beautiful to be able to reclaim the, all of this information and wisdom for ourselves. So. Oh, you sound so, Lisa. You sound so joyful uh, about this, and so excited, and it's it's contagious. It really is. Um, you know, I um, this is a very exciting um, topic. Um, it's something that we all can really wrap our heads around. We can do it. We can all do it. Yeah, so I, I I agree. I thank you for saying that because of course I I totally agree and believe that this is our birthright and that's what the record keepers told me all those years ago. Help us. This is humanity's birthright. This will help people to raise their vibration, raise their consciousness, their awareness, and to be able to move into. Um, Right, greater depth, greater greater awakening, and creating the life that you really came to create, your heart and soul came to create. So I I am very enthusiastic about it because I I've seen how it has supported and transformed so many people's lives, you know, around the world. So I really hope maybe a couple of the listeners will jump in and and join my um, workshop that starts today. Learn for yourself, so. right? Have this gift. It's a pretty simple, pretty simple gift. Oh, it is, and it, and it is a gift. Do we always get answers? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. You know, every once in a while, I'm going to say once in a blue moon, um, I have had the record keeper say something kind of funny to me, like, "Well, you know, you're not really ready for that answer yet." <laughs> <laughs> but they usually have something to say. So if it's not the specific answer, um, 
about the question you ask, it's there's usually something, you know, we can be like, okay, is there something stopping me from receiving that information or what else can I know or is there something we can clear? So there's always some information, you know, around it. And so, yeah, I would say that we pretty much always get some information. So <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's good. That's good news. Um, well, so is there anything else that you wanted to share with us? We're um, coming down to the end of the show, but I wanted to see if, you know, I've been asking the questions, but maybe there's something else that you want to share. Well, you know, the record keepers always love to just kind of share some energy. If you remember, we actually moved into the Akashic field, and so... Um, and we did a little download, and, and hopefully people received some message. But I just would like, um, the record keepers would like just to help everyone who says yes or thinks yes or, you know, would like a little healing to just do a minute of clearing of any old um, conscious or unconscious beliefs around fear or um you know, I think a lot of people have stepped into the energy and there's a big collective vibration around fear and worry and, and unsure of what's happening in the world and what's going to happen. And what the record keepers are continue to tell me is that we are on a beautiful higher vibrational timeline. We are moving towards creating um, uh, heaven on earth or the new earth or the the life that our heart and our soul desire. You know, you could say it any of those ways. But what's happening right now is we need to see and release um, a lot of the old vibrations and the old paradigms that have had us stuck on the planet for hundreds or thousands of years. And so... Um, they just want to do a little group healing around clearing some of that collective fear and mm. stuckness and um, anything that just no longer serves us on our path forward to creating a beautiful new earth. So let's just and, take a breath. And just, okay, so we're going to do a little bit, little prayer. Okay, good. Great way to end the show. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. So as we breathe into our heart center. We ask our Akashic Record Keepers to help us to uplift and bring to completion all of the old energy that no longer serves, that has held us in fear, that has held us back. And we ask them to show us what it feels like to be the highest, brightest, most expansive and aligned self that we can be today. As we open our hearts to know the truth of our divinity, we allow ourselves to receive all the good that is within and without and we ask our record keepers to guide us on our highest and best next step to being abundant in all ways with ease and grace. And so it is. 
Blessed be. So it is. You almost lost me. I almost went to sleep. <laughs> I, went. <laughs> I know. It just it, kind of spins you out into that beautiful high vibration. And, yeah, you yeah. can pop into kind of a meditative state. It's not really sleep. It's really, you know, kind of yeah. the higher dimension. So it's lovely. Exactly. Right. Yes. I mean, and I meditate so I can get into that state very quickly. So it's that's where I was going. I'm like, okay, I, I can't do that. I've got a show. I've got to finish this up. But um, but thank you for that. That was wonderful. Thank and I you. hope everybody got the same feeling I did. So, oh, I'm so glad we got to do this. Um, you know, we had scheduled you for another time, and there was just a misunderstanding, and we just didn't get together. So I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Um, and I, and I'm just, this is such a powerful topic and, um, and you're such a good teacher. So thank you for sharing this with us. Thank you for bringing it to us. I, we, I so appreciate that. Oh, thank you, Randy. Thank you so much for, for having me on and allowing me to share this Akashic wisdom. And just one last quick reminder of anyone is interested in taking a, um, a four-week online workshop to learn to access your own Akashic Records. It starts today um, at noon Pacific or 3 Eastern. And I would love, it's right there on my website at AkashicKnowing.com. And I think it's still about $320 for the 14-hour, seven-session workshop. So I try and price it in a way that uh, people can afford. And there's even two payments. So Okay. Is it so? It's live, so it's specific times each week. Yes, yes, it's the okay. same time on Tuesdays and Thursdays every okay. um, for for three and a half weeks. And there okay. are recordings, there are replays. If people miss one, you can go back and watch the whole call with slides, and you know it's just all all recorded for um, for replay. So. I have a lot okay. of people who, you know, are in different time zones who can't make it live, but they just go and they listen to, to each of the um, the sessions after they have been done live. And so, yes, you could do it live or you could do it as a recorded workshop. Okay. And then we come out being able to read our own, to um, access our own Akashic Records? Yep, Absolutely. That is okay. What do. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a promise that is hard to turn down. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, beautiful. I wish you great success with that course, and I'm sure lots of people are interested. So, um, good luck to everyone. All right. Well, have a wonderful, beautiful day, and uh, enjoy teaching your course today. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much for all you do and share. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Nice knowing you. <laughs> now, I hope to I hope to cross paths with you another time. Actually, oh, I certainly hope so. so. It would be yeah. fun to have so, you in the class if it calls to you. Yeah, I know it does call. Okay, yeah. all right. So Thank um, you. Maybe, maybe we'll meet again. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Bye. So we are out of time today. But if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy. Oh, let me just tell you, um, this Friday I'm doing my show where I host it and I talk about, um, I don't even remember what my topic is this week, but anyway, you can go to my show page and it'll tell you what my topic is, uh, what I'll be talking about, and you can call in and talk to me live. The show is live. Anyway, may joy and serenity always be yours.
Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.